Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room. Okay, welcome to Ask Alex, episode 120 on the OneOuter.com podcast, sponsored by AmericasCardroom.com. If you want 27% rate back from americascardroom.com, simply sign up for your account by clicking on one of the adverts or banners on the oneouter.com website. Follow us on Twitter at oneouter.com and join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash oneouter. This episode and all other previous episodes are on oneouter.com website and via iTunes for free. If you want to send questions in for Alex on a future show, then the best way is to email questions at oneouter.com or you can tweet them or post them in the Facebook group. And this is a very special episode. Um, I'm going to start with happy birthday to you. Uh, Happy Happy birthday, dear Alex the Assassinato Fitzgerald. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Alex is his actual birthday today, and he's still turning up to do the show. Uh, That's great. I got the notification, you know, Alex's birthday, but... I know sometimes people have different things on their social media, etc. And I was like, before we started, is it your actual birthday or just like your Facebook birthday or your, yeah, you know, whatever, birth- Skype birthday? Like, no, it is. So yeah. uh, Alex is 29 today, so I'm sure everybody wishes him a happy birthday. And uh, he's got one year left of, you know, excuses for his mistakes. <laughs> then he's got, then, then he's going to realize that this is all there is. <laughs> And there's that one outer dark humor. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look. Yeah, birthdays start to suck when you get older. It's like, hey, look, I'm 29 and uh, still pulling this crap, you know, and still in a foreign country with problems with a local girl and money and, yeah, and that's cool, you know. But, you know, hey, surf's up, going to law. Well, it, it's like birth, birthdays used to be, you know, get whatever you want, like toys and stuff like that, and then McDonald's or something with a few friends. And, like, now that's just a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, and I mean, like, the hustle never stops for me. I, I, I had a family member go to the ER the other day, and I had to pay. Like, it's always on me, man. Like, it's, all, it, it's always on me. Like, and, you know, and people... You know, yeah, man, it's, uh, (laughs) and if I sound a little more incoherent or despondent today, uh, forgive me, I'm probably looking over my life and going, what went wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Also, Alex was up all night as well, so it was cool. I was was up all night, but I got a lot of stuff done, so it was cool. Do Do you guys ever just do that? You just... F it, I'm not going to bed. I'm I'm sitting here uh, done. Well, I usually go. I'm not going to bed. I'm going to watch a couple more films or something. <laughs> you know, like that's my problem just now. I I tend, uh, when I I my sleep pattern's terrible just now as well from Christmas staying up late and watch it and it's just knocked on. And when you wake up in Scotland at you know ten o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock in the morning and you went to bed at 
five in the morning, six, and you, I was like, it's too cold and dark, and if you really don't have to get up, it is too easy to just go set the alarm for two in the afternoon and then just pull the covers back over me. And I'll be honest, that's that's been January for me. It's been pretty bad sleep pattern, bad circadian rhythm or whatever it's called. And I'm just yeah, I need I need to snap out of it. But it would involve just staying up all night and then staying up throughout the day and then getting an early night. But that can be brutal again when you don't have to do it because you can just end up lying on the couch and you know falling asleep mid afternoon. So yeah, yeah I, I'm a bit crap just now as well. But I'm still getting things done. But I'm not at full speed yet. I'm not up to speed and uh, things. Yeah, things are kind of slow as well here. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, it's just one of those things. You, you, you kind of. I, I get to a point where I just get so sick of pussyfooting around something and not getting something done and it just I, I don't know if that drives other people as nuts as it does to me like if I see something is not put away in my house and everybody just keeps walking by it it drives me insane like these yeah. these apples are bad why are they not in the trash can it will take you two seconds to do it and I expect other people to be like that and they're not and that I think that causes that caused me a lot of confusion when I was younger. Now I just kind of accept it. Uh, the other thing is I don't have time to lie to you. I, I can't keep track of any exaggeration or anything like that. So I'm doing this thing. You guys might be able to still get this coaching package uh, as I'm talking about this. But, yeah, I have a couple more spots that just opened for my coaching packages, right? Which is, you know, for like a 1000 bucks, you get – six sessions and then you get a bunch of uh i do a bunch of personal videos uh for you and the other students i'm going to show you how to use card runners uh uh ev flopzilla all that cool stuff specifically tailor it to your games walk you through it give you lots of homework it's a ton of work and somehow i've gotten ahead of it and i've gotten a lot of guys they were like hey i know i was scheduled to come in in two weeks but i got my homework done now i want to come in now and i was like oh okay i can put two people in and the first, like, six emails I get is like, look, buddy, you don't have to sell me that there's actually only two packages. I know you can, what, what, that I have 28 <laughs> hours in a day? That I, I, I can just work infinite amount of hours? That I can schedule your first lesson on the 12th, and then the next one will be the 28th of three months after that? No, I can't do that. I could sell quite a bit, and then we would start spacing out the lessons three, three and a half weeks a month, but that's not fair to the customers, so it's really weird to me to bounce emails back and forth to people to be like, no, no, no. I, I do know how my business runs. This isn't a sell. I'm telling you, there are two packages left. And these are the same guys that if I go, sorry, it's wrapped up. They're like, but, but, but dude, I told you I was ready. It's like, no, you didn't. I told you what was happening. But yeah, anyway, exciting times at Assassin Art of Poker. I got to let you know. No, but we don't. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, happy, uh. <laughs> I'm actually, you know what, dude? I'm having a great birthday. I'm not lying because I was up all night just creating, and I love what I do in poker. And I'll tell you what, I got a new product coming out that's going to be 30 bucks. I have new lessons coming out that are going to be $99. I have, of course, there's the Rolls Royce lessons. That's the lesson package. You can get five of them for a thousand, six of them for a thousand. You just get a free one on top. And then it, I already went over how all those go. But yeah, uh, just to announce a few of these things, and you guys, there's only going to be 
I have the emails prepared and they're going to go out through the week. I'm going to lose a lot of email subscribers and I don't care because I send more free articles than pretty much anyone I know. And I have another free article to come out uh, for you guys. But yeah, it, the way it's going to work, we're going to do, because uh, a lot of people just want a hand history review. They don't want all the bells and whistles. They don't want to be walked through how to use all the homework. The idea with the main and uh, excuse me, I do have a little bit of a cough today, so I'm trying not to do it into the microphone. Excuse the odd pauses. But uh, I am trying to differentiate two different tiers of poker lessons. And there, there's essentially two different types of poker students. There's I need a framework for how to do this for the rest of my life. And I really pride myself on those lessons. I, we do a lot of how do you learn how to study while you're playing poker, right? What do you... What do you do to extrapolate the data and to teach yourself? So hopefully once you're done with my lesson, uh, my lessons, and I've walked you through a number of lessons and you have all the videos for yourself to review, you will have a framework to continue playing poker for the rest of your life. But there's some people that just, you know, them and their buddies analyze hands and they want a, another opinion. And I have a lot of fun just analyzing hands. So I'm going to make that $99. And yeah, I mean, you can have as many people in on the call as you want. If you and four of your grab-ass buddies want to chop it up to 20 bucks, we can do that. You want to do it on Twitch, we'll knock it down another 10 bucks, and it'll be $89. And I'm just going to do 10 of those to start because I want to see how those go. I'm having, a lot of t I'm having a lot of fun. Oh, you want to skip to the end of the line, you get your money in first. Everybody does that. How do I get to the front of the line? If your money is in, the marketing people are not going to just – throw it back at you. They're going to be like, no, we can't. Uh, you, you can send it in first. You can write me an email. Be sh you, go ahead and write me an email if you have a question. You probably have a, you know, you probably have a week or so. But it, yeah, the, okay. The PayPal is alexfitzgerald88 at gmail.com. That really is just a luxury for you guys. You get it in early, write a note. This is for that. You will get your lesson almost always, okay? Uh, if we're going to do five, six emails back and forth where I explain to you what was in the email to begin with. Uh, there's a good chance it's going to eclipse. I mean, eclipse. It's going to lapse, right? But, yeah, we're doing a bunch of those. Uh, we're doing ten of those. Uh, we had two more lesson packages open up. And I got another webinar coming up here in a couple. Of, I think it's time to roll out the test your poker, too. What do you think, Barry? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's time. I think it's time. I got, I got a lot of it done already. I'm thinking of, I, it, this is kind of crazy, but I want to do a, I'm going to do a free webinar this Saturday. I think I the hell with it. I can get it done. And yeah, we'll just leave that into next Saturday. We'll have a webinar and you know, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be 150 bucks after, uh, it, it's going to be 150 bucks after the fact. It'll be 99 before that. But yeah, we got a lot of different things going on and it's, it's pretty fun. And I, I'm having a lot of fun at my job and I'm making good money and I get to travel and I get to enjoy my life and I get to see my friends. So I'm really grateful for everything. And I'm really looking forward to my 29th year and my 28th year on this earth sucked. And I have some real contenders for worst years of my life. There, you know, there was seeing a guy get murdered, and I called the police, and they did nothing. There was seeing a suicide attempt. There's stuff like that. But this, this year had a good job. This year did pretty great, right? And to cap it off, <laughs> to, 
So I don't know if you were reading my Facebook, but I found a dog like stabbed yesterday. I was just walking uh, to go get eggs in the morning. And oh, here, here's the neighborhood dog, the sweetest dog in the world that always walks the old ladies to the bus stop. Oh, some kid took a knife to his back. So, you know, I got I got a, he's he's bleeding, you know, and people do that. Hey, it's not my fault. You know, that I, I got to go. I have my business. It's like, no, it's your responsibility once you find the dog. And so I got to go, you know, I'm looking all around. I can't carry the dog. But yeah, this was the last day of my 28th year on Earth was, uh, you know, family member goes to the ER, find the neighborhood dog with stab wounds uh, in the back. It, fortunately, it looks like the dog's going to pull through. Very cool. Uh, you yeah. know, and, uh, you know, uh, whoever did that to him, uh, we'll see you in hell. But yeah, anyway, uh, let's go, let's go and I'll see you in hell from my tunnel, my observatory <laughs> above where I'm not in hell. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's a badass line until you think about it. Now, all right, what are, what are we doing today, Barry? Okay, well, the, the first thing I was going to talk about is sort of like a segue into questions. And it's to do with me dipping back into poker, dipping my toes back in. And I was sort of like with playing again, it sort of got me thinking just on something else. And, you know, it's not strategy or hands as such, but it's just that whole thing about putting money up again and risk, you know, with gambling and stuff like that. And it, it got me thinking that just like how important it is, even if you, you're not a professional. I mean, I know we've spoke about this before. But I think just to really touch on it, and it actually got me thinking even about your own situation like these days, Alex. Like, how important to have a separate poker bankroll, even if you're not, like, a full-time professional. Oh, yeah, for sure. And... You know, because, like, I was playing, and I was like, right, you know, like, 109 turbo, like, I'll play that. You know, like, you know, this one, 55, yeah, I'll play it, whatever. And then, you know, a few of them, and you're like, oh, like four hundred dollars. Yeah, like, yeah, where's you know, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then the next day I'll play this, that, oh, like seven hundred, and then I'll win like four. Oh, there's four hundred, but whatever. And it's like if you're playing with no bankroll and you're just playing with your net worth, then yeah, yeah. you know, basically like whoa, 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 like what are you doing, sort of thing. And two, I think it's a lot with me not playing as much. I've never had a problem risking money, gambling, whatever, whether it's buying and selling stuff in business or, or putting in a poker tournament or that, you know? But I think when you're working so hard on stuff outside of poker, and even if it's risk-related in terms of business, etc., or you with your coaching, and, you know, it's kind of like real-world money. Right, and I was right. thinking, how do you sort of, like, feel just now? I know, obviously, you've got more experience in some terms of that, but just when you're, like, working all these hours... In on assassinato coaching and your webinars and your books and all your articles and all the all the like non-playing stuff and you're making money that way and you're paying the bills and you're trying like the rest of us to invest or save money or or do things in your life what sort of like how do you feel when you're then booting up tournaments and you know you lose like 800 in a day and you're sort of going well shit like that was so many lessons are that you know is there part of you that does sort of feel a little bit i don't want to say like you know not not as not as bad as like oh punch in the stomach or you feel like what am i doing gambling i mean that's ridiculous i mean do you sort of like equate it to like shit like that was a lot of real work i did to then like without without a better turn of phrase like just blow right. off at the poker table right you know? um 
That's a really good question, and there definitely was a time that was a problem where back when I was gambling a lot, you know, and I, I, was, I was still playing a lot of poker, and uh, there, was, uh, a, a, there, there was a time that it really was just pretty tough. And that being said, these days, I, I can't emphasize how much I love my life and I love to play cards. Like, I just, when I get to the poker table now, it's like a break. And there's a lot of, uh, you, you can use a lot of, if you sell at markup these days, you end up getting a lot of the money that you're going to put down anyway. Uh, fortunately, with my experience, I can charge a bit more markup than a few other people. And then the amount of money I put up, I just pretend is gone. I, I just pretend, and honestly, I started thinking about it this way, which was, would I fly to Prague and for free just play a poker tournament? to see if I could win it. Now, I know that sounds really crazy, but a lot of people play golf uh, on their vacations and they love every minute of it because it's such a, it's such a mental game. It, it's such a tour de force to be thinking about constantly. And there, I do love poker tournaments that much. I, I would do my job for free. I, I, I'm very glad I don't have to. Because uh, the two things I would do for free on this earth are play poker and write. Uh, given a choice between those two, I would write. But I, I love the feeling of going deep in tournaments. It's an amazing break from coaching uh, because I have to get in the moment. I got to think. And then it gives me all these new strategies. And then when I come back to my coaching, things tend to explode a little bit more because it's like, oh, he just finally was able to WBT. I guess this stuff works, you know, and it's, uh, yeah. And then that feeds me a bunch of new ideas from young up and comers. And that gives me uh, a lot of new angles on the game. And I got to present my theories to them and get it checked a few hundred times and little modifications get made to change with the game or to change, or they'll say, you know, in my part of the country, they won't do that. Or, you know, uh, I play with a lot of guys who are over 60 and they wouldn't do that. And just every, you know, every day, just chipping away, working a little bit, defining my reads just a bit, refining a play just three, four hours at a time. And it, it, it would be as if every, everybody would have a six pack abs if going to the gym was painless. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't have any superpower, but for me going to the gym when it comes to poker is painless. I love what I do. I love the practice. I love to play and implement it. It is one of my greatest joys in life. But there was a time, there was a time, yeah, like I, I would play online and, you know, I'd have a separate role of like $15,000, but I could justifiably play a many poker tournaments on stars and take a shot. And it wouldn't be bad given my skill level, but if you're right, like if you just rack that up, you know, it's, it's 600 800 $1,000, $1,200, right? It ends up being quite a bit. And uh, you guys are welcome for the microwave noises in the background, by the way. Um, but, yeah, uh, it, essentially, I think that really comes back to everybody does that. Well, that comes back to work-life balance, which I, I think is ridiculous, which is I, I think it's profoundly narcissistic to always – expect we're going to be in this perfectly balanced state, which just doesn't exist. If you want success, I'm sorry, you're going to have to work for it. It's going to hurt. Okay. Like, and it's, uh, and, but you got to work for it intelligently. And part of that is just making the right investments and that's selling with markup. Maybe I want a bigger percentage of myself 
Uh, I, I'm doing uh, WPT Montreal. I have all the paperwork done and all that to get through the border and da 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 da. And uh, you know, I have all my uh, percentages sold out with my uh, one private buyer took most of it. I wanted more of myself in the tournament, but it's not the financially savvy thing to do right now. The savvy thing to do is pocket the extra 700, use that for my tickets, my Airbnb, free roll on that. Uh, go to the card room that has a lot of the free food or the cheaper food or whatever like that. And you just, you bounce all these things on top of each other and it ends up being $20,000 at the end of the year. And you, you put that at the side, you, uh, you don't dip into that unless it's for emergencies and eventually you have a nest egg. And this is how, this is how so many immigrants come to the United States and just own the world within 25 years. They, they say things like, I've heard Chinese people say this, like, I love America because in America, my wife and I both get to have two jobs. Could you ever see anybody who was born in the United States saying that? You know, just never. And they, they work, you know, and like all the people I know who immigrated to the United States and did really well. First of all, they're all nuts. Uh, and I love them all. Uh, that's the reason America is so kooky, by the way, guys, because we're all immigrants and immigrants are by definition kind of nutty. If you think about leaving your earth, I mean, you, you, you think about leaving everything you know behind to start a new life. That's a pretty nutty thing to do. Well, just imagine a country of 300 million people who did that and their descendants and you will get the United States of America right now. And yeah, and what, what you do is you just work and you save and then you get to start taking these shots. You get to start, well, I have $50,000 to the side. I can, I can play a 1K here and there, but it's got to be once in a while. You know, it just it can't be, well, you know, there's one every weekend. I got to keep doing yeah. that because that's 52K at the end of the year. And there's balance, counterbalance. To me, it's always balance, counterbalance, right? So I might go and play tournaments. And when I play tournaments, I'm not answering my phone. I'm not answering my emails. That's all I'm doing is playing poker and I'm getting hungry and I'm going to win it. Right. But then the counterbalance is when you go back to work, you work your ass off and you work 80 hours a week. If you're in your twenties, if you got that in you, and here's the thing when I, it, when it's four in the morning, I'm working on something I'm getting paid and I'm learning about something. I know there is not another grinder. There's probably 10, 20 grinders across the earth doing that. And I get a lot of satisfaction of knowing I am doing something other people do not have the willpower to do. And that makes me hungrier. And if you can get into that, and people do this thing, well, I don't have the passion for poker that you do, Alex. I never had the passion for poker. Everybody who knew me at 19 could tell you I was in it for the money. Everybody would do this crap. I, I'm, I'm in it to be the greatest. I'm in it to be the greatest. I don't care. Give me the money. I'll walk away, right? But I grew a great passion for the game. The more I saw what it could do for me, and the more, and the more I worked on it, the more passionate I became and the more passionate I became, the more I worked at it. So you, you really have to start with action to really go somewhere. And then the counterbalance also. So you're working a ton or you playing poker tournaments and you're working a ton. You also just got to hit the brakes for two weeks, right? Like there's nothing wrong with just two weeks, nothing, just nothing. You know what I mean? Keep up with your emails, but try to be in some city you haven't been th before and Try to do a bunch of things that you haven't done, right? Try to get outside as much much as possible. Set up a ch and the great thing with poker is it uh, gives you some money to w work remotely, and yeah, you can go to a lot of amazing places and keep working after your two weeks of 
checking it out. I, I don't like if I wanted to go to Ecuador right now, even though I have Spanish skills, I'm guessing I wouldn't find a job. But if I just open my uh, laptop and work a little bit there, like we're, you know, off two weeks on one week off two weeks and then mm-hmm. fly home. That's something I can do as a professional poker player. And if you value freedom, if you value freedom and your personal choice above all, poker is an incredible because in, in a weird way, it is an honest living. It is a very honest living. You are not lying to anybody when you play at a card table. They know you are there to take their money. And there's a lot of, you know, I've had a lot of people try to bring me in on businesses. Oh, you're a bright guy, Alex. Why are you making peanuts in poker? And it's like, because I can sleep at night. I like my job. And it's like a, a lot of these, I, I don't know. I, I, there's, there's many of these other jobs, these so-called white-collar jobs. I, I, I don't know how people sleep at night. The financial products they sell to people and the lies they do and say the shady sales techniques and stuff like that. I'm just not into that. I, I, I'm, I'm not that, that doesn't float my boat. That doesn't that doesn't flip my cookie, as it were. And, uh, you know, I could make a lot more money. I'm guessing selling cars. Right. I got a, I got a buddy who works at a car dealership. I'm pretty sure I could call and I could get a job and I'm probably pretty sure I could do I could be amazing at that. But I would hate every minute of it. Because it's just not my thing, you know? Some people are really good at that, and they love it. I, I love to play cards. That's just what I love to do. And there, it, and I didn't always feel like that, but I kept saying to myself in the morning, I love to play cards. I love to play cards, and I did it till I felt it, and now I really do love my job. And anyway, that was a very long, convoluted answer to your quite simple question. But yeah, anywho... Oh, no, I just thought it was interesting, you know, like we've talked about background, we kind of approach it from people that are doing this and that's all they're doing. And then we get the, the amateurs or the part-time people that message in saying, you know, I've got a job, I work this, and, you know, the background. We always say, well, you know, playing with X amount as long as you can reload that and stuff, etc. I think that's kind of, like, a bit dangerous, you know, yeah, that's when a, that's actually a thinking that, but... Because depending on the personality and the person, they might like you say, "Oh, I'm going to play with Sunday Million every week plus another, exactly. you know, couple of couple of hundreds or 150 buy-in tournaments." And before you know it, they're spending six, seven hundred dollars a week on poker, exactly. and just because they can do it, but they might be making, you know, even if they're making at fifteen hundred a week or whatever, they're, they're blowing half their wages on poker. Well, and know, it's a, than, you know, and it's a, you, you made me think of a couple of things there, which is one is how profoundly narcissistic everybody is, myself included. Which is every time I give that advice, I go, yeah, you know, take a shot if you feel like you're doing it. But I, I assume this is like the, this would be. Like me telling somebody with a very poor diet, oh, yeah, you know, have ice cream when you feel like it, right? Because in my framework, in my world, because I'm the center of the universe, I will have ice cream once and I'll be like, that was really good. That was really heavy. I don't want that for a while, right? But that's not how some people work. Every day in my job, I'm always dumbfounded by, well, this guy could do this, right? And then I go... Do you think he's going to do that on average? Well, no, but I think I might do that. And everybody is the center of their own universe. So I probably give really bad advice uh, sometimes with that, because I assume you're just going to have the ice cream cone once and have the reaction I have, which was that was really rich, but a little too rich for my blood to do regularly. And that, that just might not be the impulse you have. 
And I mean, this is what makes life so endlessly fa- fascinating and frustrating. It is so hard to explain to a man what a woman is feeling and vice versa, right? They need each other because they feel different parts that, that, that are, are different, right? You know, the, the women are much more emotionally attuned. The guys are more nuts and bolts. And the communication is really difficult. And by the way, I, okay, I want to say something on this. I want to say something on this podcast. It's not like a big deal, but I was writing an article about entitlement in poker and how bad it sinks you, right? I I was in a conversation with a guy. This is going to come out. If you sign up for my newsletter, do so already. Oh, sweet. All right. My Camtasia failed. That's good. All right. Cool. So, yeah, you know, computer's just been a flaming piece of crap uh, lately. But, yeah, anyway, hope you're recording, Barry, because I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm recording. Okay, great. Now, anywho, uh, no, but uh, I was writing something about entitlement in poker, which is one of the most powerful lines I give to myself. Like, you know when you bet top pair and you've been having a tough day and the guy check raises you and you know he's a tight player and you're just pissed off because you know you've got to fold your top pair? That is entitlement. That is narcissism. That is acting as if you are supposed to show up at the poker table and just win every single time. That is just you're the center of the universe and nobody's allowed to make a play against you. And when I tell myself that, I just muck the hand and I bite my lip and I move on. But if I get all up in my own thing, I'm going to be really frustrated. And the part I didn't add to the email because it didn't really fit with like a poker email. But dudes, guys in their 20s now are really creepy with this, which is that it's like... well, first of all, they're cool, you know, they're, they're not in the, It's really with women that this creeps me out, the entitlement generation, right? Because just being raised by my rabid feminist mom and sister, what I was taught was if the girl says she's done, if she says it's over, it is over. Whatever you care, it doesn't matter if you think she's the one, she has made her decision, you respect that. And what I'm seeing is a generation of 28-year-old guys that, you know, you go to a bar and, like, the number of guys you see aggressively, hang, like, hitting on a chick, and, like, to the point it is uncomfortable, I feel like it's gone up with all the Jersey Shore crap in the world and just the whatever. And it, it, the entitlement is just unbelievable to me because uh, it, 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 it's, it's really bizarre. And the inability, it's very narcissistic to say, And I hear this from a bunch of guys, you know, women don't like me because I'm short, tall, skinny, fat, too smart, intimidating, you know, sound dumb because I have this accent or whatever. And it's like, what is more likely? Every single woman is prejudicial to specifically your trait or is the problem you. You're the other corresponding factor in all of these equations. So it's either every single woman on earth has this glitch you've decided they have or you have something that, that, that's the problem. And the ability to hear someone internalize and go, oh, yes, okay, maybe I need to work on myself. I don't hear that from a lot of guys in their 20s now. And it's really spooky to me because I used to think, oh, you're 25. You don't have your crap together. I'm 29 now, and I have a lot of guys. You know, it's time to start getting your crap together a little bit. It's time to start paying your taxes on time. It's time to start saving. It's time to start not getting drunk. When you go out, it's time to have your crap together. And a bunch of guys I went to high school with, they're just, they're, they're just continuing. 
30, you know, 32, 33 years old. And, you know, it's, I'm smoking pot. I have no motivation. I'm not really going out for anything. But women are bitches because they only want guys with money. And it's like, well, why would they want you, dude? You're just super <laughs> entitled and you do nothing, you know? And then, of course, I can't say this because, you know, yeah, it's different strokes for different folks, Alex. You can't judge. I'm like, well, no, I, I'm sorry if you're a guy who doesn't have his crap together in your 30s and I genuinely care about you. I might rib you a little bit. I thought that was part of being a good friend. And just nobody wants that now. Everybody wants to, you know... Let's just keep smoking pot. Let's just keep playing video games. Let's do this till we're 40. Let's hook up with this chick on the weekends. All right, we'll crap out the kid. Oh, you know, we'll abort it. We'll figure it out. You know what I mean? I forgot the rubber, but whatever. You know, and then, you know, I, I pay my child support. I try to, but, you know, and it's just like, this is how we just get a generation of losers, and we just perpetuate the cycle forever. This is how you get poor. You want to know how to get poor? This is how you do it. And yeah, anyhow, all right. Um, I'll, I'll talk poker some other day, guys. I, as, you, okay. as you couldn't tell, I haven't slept much. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to go to the first question, and this is from Nancy Johnson, who got her book that uh, kindly Dennis Pedersen provided for the second place when we were doing the book competition. So she writes in, and she says, Hey, Barry, Happy New Year. Thanks to you guys for the book. Uh, I finally caught up on the podcast. Long road trips will do that. So my question is about playing online. I thought in the States you couldn't play unless you lived in Jersey or Nevada. I'm assuming America's card room. What game should I start with and what should I deposit? Cheers, Nancy. Well, you always want to do small deposits with these sites, whatever you feel comfortable with. And in any site, really, just because if you got a large amount online and that's not your style, don't do that. So... Uh, yes, you can play on America's Card Room in a number of states. I think there's a few they're not allowed in. But, yeah, you, uh, I would want you to start, I think you're really into tournaments. So to get tournament, uh, to get tournament experience, I would have you play the $10, $20 tournaments. Uh, those tend to be pretty soft. Uh, and those can be wildly soft on America's card room, and they allow people to re-enter. And so, some guys just go nuts, you know, and they just do the six, seven binds or something like that. This was really funny. I was on the Heads Up Poker podcast, and they were like, America's card room isn't as easy as you say it is. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, all the guys coming in off the sports book? They all know how to play. Like the 20, I mean, maybe to his credit, he he plays a bit higher stakes. And yeah, there's some, there's some guys who can play ball on America's card room. A lot of the old American pros who did not want to leave the United States. They they play a lot on America's card room just because you can get like a visa card with America's card room and they'll cash out to you in like 36 hours. That's, uh, it's kind of strange when America's card room cashes out faster than like WSOP.com, but they do do it in a lot of situations. And then, yeah, but if you're playing like the lower stakes, you're not going to meet anybody. It's really good because you'll run into a lot of players that play like recreational players. You can hear the squawking birds are really into this. Yeah, yeah they're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're eating all my dog's food, and my dogs aren't doing anything to protect themselves. They're just like, oh, yeah, look, look there it goes, man. But uh, no, you know, the white guy, you know, he just takes it from the endless bag, and it always keeps coming. So why would we defend our food against the scary crow? No, but uh, yeah, $10, $20 tournaments, start getting a mix of guys who grind every day because there's a lot of kids who, 
you know, there's like 18, 19, 20 year old kids. They're living at mom. They're making a couple of bucks. They know, they know a few things about poker. That's really good practice to play against regs. And then there's a lot of guys playing for fun. And anytime you play a poker tournament, you're going to have both types. So I think that's a really good starting point for you there, Nancy. And thank you for catching up on the podcast. By the way, okay, let's get into another narcissism thing, okay? I made a reference to my cigarettes in something. I have always said I will smoke one or two cigarettes a week. I do like a cigarette. As an adult that's about to become 30 years old, I, <laughs> that's my right, okay? Here, here's, here's the thing that is really hard for a lot of people to conceptualize. I know what I'm doing to my body. Believe it or not, I have ne- I somehow got to 29 years old without escaping the 2.6 billion tobacco ads, right? And what you sending me an email to inform me it's bad for me, you might think that would be a good gesture if you woke up someday and started randomly smoking cigarettes. Imagine the guy who smokes cigarettes. Do you think he's going to be that guy? Do you think he's going to really enjoy getting a Surgeon General's warning from you? And it, 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 I, I don't know. That's just a weird thing. Cigarettes are the biggest thing to me. Like when people do that, oh, it's bad for you. It's like, oh, no, oh, no shit. Really? Like, what's the Dennis Leary joke? I thought I had a bunch of vitamin C. And it was like, by the way, this has nothing to do with Nancy, but this is another thing that's been bugging the crap out of me. I got 22 emails like, do you know what a liver looks like when you smoke cigarettes? And it's like, okay. <laughs> All right, bro. I, I'm going to live. You know, I'm happy you guys want to keep working me until I'm 86 to get all this uh, poker content out of me. But I'll be all right. Don't worry. I'm, a, I'm like Mick Jagger, man. I'll just keep going. Anyway, next question. Okay, next one is from... We'll do this one. Uh, Mark. Uh, hi, guys. Could you discuss the changes at Poker Stars? I see more and more people every day complaining about their new business model how lots of pros leaving them and saying it's still not great for recreational players. I know they have changed a lot of player points aspects and some rate rate changes. I still find myself playing on their site as I enjoy the software and I enjoy the tournaments as well. What would, sorry, would be interested to know the views of both of you guys? Well, I mean, PokerStars is a site for recreational players and they've made no bones about it lately. Uh, The way they've stripped down the live schedule that's not for a touring reg anymore that's purely we're gonna you know we're gonna use I, they're doing what a corporation should be doing a lot of the time which is okay this tour stop doesn't make money this tour stop doesn't make money this one doesn't why don't we pull these all into a few big events and i bet they will make money and or they'll they'll break even and they'll promote the game but they're not out for the professional poker player nor should they be uh, usually you're going to have to go to small mom and pop sites that need to attract a player base uh, to get really good things. And I, the other thing is PokerStars doesn't, PokerStars is also, they have the players already and they know they have the great software and they're coasting. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, they're not going to give you anything. They're, they're not going to try to keep you there. Why would they try to keep the people that are sucking out the money out of the poker economy? It just doesn't make sense. They want all that money being passed around with the fish and getting raked quite a few times. So uh, whether intentionally or not, they're doing a pretty good job of that, of getting a lot of guys out. And I say, why fight it? There's a lot of other better places to play. There's great live rooms. There's great, uh, you know, like 
any site on Earth is easier than stars. Every single one. Just name one, it is going to be easier than stars. Uh, you can still get, uh, there's really soft tournaments on iPoker, there's really soft tournaments on Party Poker, really soft tournaments on America's Card Room. I just, it, I, I think there's nothing wrong with what Poker Service is doing, but it's for a different market than what we discuss on the One Outer podcast, which is guys that are trying to take this seriously and make a little money. They, they to be fair, that's not their job is to help you make money. Their job is to create a fair game where everybody understands the rules and a fun game. And they do provide a fun game. They have great software, but it's not what we're looking for. So I, I wouldn't bother on Star. I mean, if you want to play there for fun and like learn, I mean, it, it, it's not unprofitable. It's just not the most profitable. So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, crap happens when you party naked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would just say, I, I've not really read into that as well, but I, I saw a few guys, you know, that I follow on Twitter and stuff doing blogs about the changes with the Supernova stuff and all that. And, yeah, I kind of see where they're going. They, they're obviously, they've got Sportsbook on there now and all that other stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Casino games, etc. So they're just, like, as a company, they're trying to make the most profitable and, you know, like, they're like, well, we don't care about a poker professional. And you're right. Why should they? So, right. And I mean, as well. and, and to be fair to these guys that are complaining, poker stars just shot themselves in the foot a few times. I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if they actively looked to offend professional poker players, but they, they did a really good job of imitating that person if they did. You know, and the whole, oh, okay, never mind these FPPs and never mind this. And yeah, yeah. Good thing you've been grinding for half a year. We'll just go ahead and take that money back or however they did it. I don't By the way, if I got this wrong, I don't care. I'm so done with poker stars. I, I just, <laughs> no, I mean, like, if you knew the crap, oh, my God, like, I had to deal with on the tour with poker stars. Like, I remember one time trying to buy into a tournament in Europe, and they were like, you, to buy in, you need W dollars. you remember this? Like, the w it, dollars, event yeah. dollars? And I was yeah. like, where am I? It was like EBT Monaco, right? I was like, where am I going to get 12,000 W dollars tonight, right? And like they literally, I had an email that said, you may buy in online, right? And I, I took that to mean my dollar account. And they were just like, no, W dollars, you need to get it. So I, you know, I'm in the middle of, I think I was actually, where was I? I was somewhere in Europe. But yeah, so like for four hours, I'm finagling a deal. I'm out 200 bucks to get the W dollars. And then, you know, I, I get an email right after I get them. Oh, just kidding. You know, okay, I can take the dollars now. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and then it just, and I mean, there was, I have a hundred stories like that with poker stars. Right. And then, and yeah, a, anywho, uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll finish it as play on America's card room. Yeah. Get your, get your 26% yeah. rate back, sign up through the one hour, uh, the ads on the oneouter.com website and get your automatic 27% yeah. rate back and forget, you know, forget about that. Do Jump that. on on the, the Sunday Million maybe one time if you really, really yeah. like stars. Do that. Once every few months and win it and then, you know, go off in the sunset. Rocky was American. Why don't you want to support his card room? Let's do <laughs> it, man. Come on. Yeah. Anywho. Okay, we got time for one more question and we're going to do this one. And it's from Jeff. Uh, hi guys, uh, quick question, we'll try and explain this the best as I can, um, alright, well, cut that out, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, S situation is, 
uh, flush draw and two overs, for example. There are two all-ins before me. I know I'm beat, but do we gamble if I have, say, 12 to 13 big blinds left here to, to win a big pot and go on in the tournament? Yeah, typically if you're short stack, like you're going to be hard-pressed to make a bad decision with two overs and a flush draw. It, 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 you have to start, because you don't know for a fact you're beat. There's sometimes they have lower flush draws. It doesn't happen that much, but it does happen. Or they have lower straight draws or something like that. And if you, if you put any realistic range into an equity calculator, they're going to say, go ahead and get it in there. It's better than folding. So it, uh, it, there will be times you fudge it up. I'm guessing you're not going to do it that often. It's probably going to be one time out of 50 or something like that. So don't, don't, don't stress yourself trying to avoid the one out of 50 and on accident miss the 49 out of 50. You know, uh, poker players are tremendously good at that, by the way. Like, and, just, and then, you know, once you get to the upper echelon, there's a lot of guys that go, well, it's always 50 for 50. It's always like this. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Your job is to find the one time you're supposed to fold. You're not going to make it in high stakes unless you're looking for that. But, yeah, don't, don't try to rid yourself of the 49 times it's the right decision out of 50. Uh, just in if, general, get that in. Just to play devil's advocate, Alex, there, if you see those hands face up and you're facing, uh, I don't know... Uh, Any fold, yeah. Two, two pair or, or a set or whatever, you know for a fact you're beat. Um, do you still stick it in there with 12 blinds to gamble and hit a flush? Or no, you... no, no, no. It, t- <laughs> typically, if you can just set the hand as two pair, it's not a call because then the guy's got redry outs up the wazoo. Yeah. And that, yeah. that, that, does, that does complicate matters a little bit more. Uh, uh-huh. And obviously this hypothetical doesn't exist usually there are a few times you have a really good spot there and that tends to be like an older guy in the card room you know just won't fire it in with a draw there's just certain guys that will not get it in with a draw so when they jam there you know maybe you know it's, yeah, yeah yeah it's top pair top kicker at worst and a lot of times worse than that so that that's a very rare occasion you can fool but I think if you're looking for that, you're going to get into a lot of trouble. Whereas if you, even if you just never engage that, I think you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, well, we're going to wrap up there today for Alex's birthday episode because he has been up all night. Woo! He's got stuff to do. He's going to go and enjoy his birthday. I know he likes working and enjoying it, but yeah. I, hope, I think we all, he deserves to chill out a bit today and enjoy the day and go and get some... Uh, whatever food he wants and put it in his system and yeah. some cake somewhere or yeah, something. Yeah, you know. I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'm cool. Uh, yeah, you're only you're only 29 once. Remember yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> and you're 30 next year. Sorry, so. Barry's a little comfort uncomfortable today because I I kind of went on a rant about the Samoans. Uh, this morning, you know, and it was it was pretty bad, you know. Said some things about those beastly calves they got, but yeah, no, I mean, no, nah, it's uh, thank you guys for putting me, point. Thank you for letting me be myself. There was yeah, yeah there's there was a performer in like 1940s jazz, uh, you know, old black guy, and had the had the crazy voice. Uh, for like the ragtime jazz and he used to end every concert with let me you know thank you for letting me be myself and I was like that is the greatest send-off you could ever say but it's like I I really do want to thank you guys going into my 29th year of life it has been a blast so far this year teaching you guys it's been 
each one of you seems to have something to contribute to my game and you know, it's telling me about your jobs and where you're from. It's actually, it's really fun as you become an adult and you want to know more about people and know about how they live. Coaching just becomes more and more fun. And yeah, thank you guys for giving me that and letting me be myself. I appreciate that. Okay. And that is us for today uh, for episode 120. Uh, keep your questions coming in for Alex on questions at oneouter.com. And we will get to them and get them read out on a future show. Alex, how can people get in touch with you? You've got your uh, two spaces out. And that is only two spaces left. (laughs) We've touched on that, you know. And you've got new webinars, etc. What's the best place, Alex, for people to get in touch and find out everything that's going on? Well, you can write me at alexatpokeredorish.com, assassinautocoaching at gmail.com, whichever one you prefer. And, yeah, uh, be sure to sign up for my newsletter on pokeredorish.com. And... You're going to get a bunch of deals and a bunch of free articles this week. And uh, be sure to check out that website, PokerEdrush.com. New, I, I just updated everything on it. So there's new strategy articles, book reviews, uh, rap battles. There's new uh, blogs, pretty much all the fun stuff. And it, it'll link you to everything. Oh, on my YouTube channel, Assassin Auto Coaching, there's a new video. Me and Dennis Peterson, apparently people call him Pedersen. Yeah, I've been calling him Pedersen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Why? Have you ever met a Pedersen? Well, it's P-E-D, so yeah, we would say Peterson, P-E-T. Yeah. Oh, he was saying, like, oh, you pronounce it right. Most people don't. I was like, well, I've never met a Pedersen in my life. That's Europe, in Europe, like, especially Scandinavia, I know a couple of Pedersens. Oh, yeah. really? Okay, I, I didn't know yeah. that. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, he was, okay. But I just, I, I was going off of... It's really funny, by the way, like my mother's surname is Jensen, which is Danish. I don't think there's any Danish in our family. It's just, you know, uh, gra- grandpa, grandpa had to change his name, uh, you know, it, it, moving from, you know, like orphanage to home or whatever and like pick the, or what, however the story goes. And yeah, just pick Jensen and uh, or the father at Jensen or something. But yeah. And anywho. Uh, yeah. Uh, we There's a new video up there. I, it doesn't even have a cover or anything. But yeah, hand us through review. We kind of threw it together last minute. It was a lot of fun. Actually, I haven't slapped since I did that video. It was a pretty sweet video, if I can remember correctly, 18 hours ago or whatever it was. But, yeah, it's really cool. Check it out. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye out. A lot of stuff going on here with Assassin's Coaching. It's really – it's going to be a good time. And, by the, by the way, guys, just so you know, I'm responsible. I have no lessons today. I would not, I would not be – sleepless before i taught you guys and don't don't operate any heavy machinery yeah yeah (laughs) exactly exactly all right okay let's break it home thanks to everyone for sending the questions in take your time we do appreciate that thanks for listening if you could share the podcast as well leave us a review on itunes uh, and all that good stuff you know spread the posts on facebook spread the assassinato and oneouter.com gospel and uh, we really appreciate that. It does help, and it keeps you know it keeps it going. Um, okay, until next week, keep your questions coming in. Thanks for listening, and happy birthday, Alex. Salud, narcissistos, or narcissistic people. I don't know how you say it. Anyways, ciao. El narcissista. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. 
Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.